AMFers, you're back for another episode of Movie. Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Correct. I'm Nate, and there's no crying in baseball. And I'm Terrell. And hey, Goldberg, I bet if that puck was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. <laughs> is that D2? That is D2. <laughs> I knew it down to which one in the franchise it was. Nice. And yours is a league of their own. Yep. Nice. We both picked sports movies. Yes, we did. Because today we're doing The Sandlot, a mm-hmm. sports movie, mm-hmm. and continuing in our in our month's theme of summer movies. Yeah, both of those movies were on our list, were on our short list. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why it was easy to, to guess each other's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we picked The Sandlot instead. Yeah, we did. It's a classic. But we're not just going to be talking about The Sandlot, because first... Let's uh, talk about some sports movies. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been told by our legal department that we can't call these our favorite sports movies <laughs> or even our top five sports movies. Correct. We've been advised otherwise. Yeah. Instead, we are just each highlighting five sports movies. Yes, we are. Which actually made my list a lot different. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I'm not uh, beholden to... Picking the cream of the crop, I can just pick some personal favorites or ones that I feel uh, aren't talked about that much. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, you want to start? Should I kick it off? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Throw it out there. This one came out last year. Actually, three of mine from this list came out last year. Okay. A lot of recency bias. Three movies that came out last year that uh, weren't talked about that much. Mm-hmm. This one was actually nominated for some Oscars, but still, uh, of the Oscar-nominated movies, was one of the, the least discussed, and my pick is Ford vs. Ferrari. Okay. Is the, the sport of race race car driving. driving. yeah. I'm not a sports fan, <laughs> but uh, this was essentially an action movie. It had the, the classic sports uh, genre stuff of, like, the underdog Kind of. Mm-hmm. Though it's weird that the underdog is the Ford company. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie's not titled well. It's not really... It's not like Matt Damon is Ford and Christian Bale is Ferrari. They're both on the same Yeah, that's team. what it seems like. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's just really exhilarating uh, action, love of the sport uh, movie. Okay. And that's my first pick. That's your first pick. All right, my first pick... I don't know. I like... I like was gonna go off the top of my head, and then I decided to Google sports movie, and then all these sports movies came back to me, and I was like, "Damn, it's a lot! Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of great sport movies out there." Uh, the first one I'm gonna highlight is Love and Basketball. Mm. Um, not a big romantic film guy, but when it's done right, it really like hits you, really mm-hmm. like, smacks you hard. And uh, I really like the way that this one is 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 told. It's kind of it's a coming of age story, but it's a coming of age story for both uh, a boy and a girl. You know what I mean? And how how they come to age uh, together with their love of basketball and their love of each other. Um, 
and it just you know I I love it I love it I love love and I love black love and uh, I love Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps and, and and Regina Hall's in it and Tara Banks is in it it's a, like a stacked cast um, and yeah basketball yeah yeah um no, I, I had a basketball movie on my list that I took off because I think we're going to talk about it next week. Okay. That I watched recently and really, really liked. Okay. Just a teaser for next Just week. Just a teaser for next week. Um, but I'm not including it on this list. Instead, let's go to another... S- <laughs> I guess I don't have that many of like the popular sports. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? No. Uh, wrestling is very popular. Okay. Super is, popular, in is fact. Is the re- wrestling movie on your list? Yeah. That's, is it The Wrestler? No. Fighting With My Family? Yes. Okay. It was between those two. Okay. But yeah, I saw The Wrestler and I was like, should I? Hmm. The Wrestler is a good movie. It is. Uh, yeah, but Fighting With My Family, also from last year, severely underrated in my estimation just because it succeeds at being a sports biopic but mm-hmm. also is just so funny and full of heart and that sounds cliche but mm-hmm. it i mean you you just watch it and it's um it's hard to deny the uh the heart <laughs> and the humor mm-hmm. uh florence Pugh is really funny in it stephen merchant wrote and directed it and mm-hmm. has a small part in it uh dwayne the rock johnson makes an appearance as, as himself rock. yeah vince vaughn is like the wrestling coach and does a pretty good job. And okay. He's at one of his more likable... Uh, I feel like Vince Vaughn has degrees of likability mm-hmm. that he wavers, but uh, he can get to a place where he's like very likable, and okay. I think he gets there in Fighting With My Family, available on Hulu. It is. I saw it. Did you see it? No, I didn't see the movie. I just saw it mm. pop up. See, that's that. why I'm highlighting it. People yeah. gotta see it. Right. Um, it is WWE propaganda, but mm-hmm. it's heartwarming. It's a WWE film, right? Yeah, yeah. it's the, the first. They make a lot of movies. Hmm? They make a lot of movies. I think this is their first narrative feature. Okay. I guess they do documentaries. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, I'm going to highlight uh, a favorite of mine's. Uh, maybe a lot of people don't know about this one. Maybe they do. Uh, Shaolin Soccer. That was almost on my list. It was almost on your list? But I was yeah. like, he's going to mention yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, definitely. Because you made me watch it. Yeah. Uh, this was something that was kind of hard to find. I remember as a kid, I me and my mom went to the movie theater. It was probably like a, a bunch of my family. And this trailer played. We probably went to go see, I don't know, Spy Kids or something. I don't know. And this, this trailer popped up, and we all got really excited hmm. for me and my mom was just like oh we gotta see that movie what is this this looks insane and because it was a foreign film it like never had that like big release so it kind of came and, and went and then me and my mom was just like you remember that trailer for that movie like, <laughs> what happened to that and it wasn't until like years later where i was just like oh internet great i can find things on you that i found it and i was able to watch it and i was very amazed by it it's just like like Stephen Chow is the director he's also the star of the movie and he is just like really great at comedy but at like like what's like like really like physical 
comedy yeah, like and slapstick, like slapstick, and very like wacky. Not and the silly. hockey movie slapstick, but yeah. the style of comedy. But the style of comedy, <laughs> and he's really good at that. And he just like it has like this weird, odd way of like showing people faces and just like the most dingus way. And um, it's like kung fu meets soccer. If you love kung fu and you love sports movie and you like you want to see them like mashed up together, this is this is the one for you to see. Mm. Um, more people should see it, and also just check out Stephen Chow's work because his other work is also great. Okay, I'll I'll pivot to my. Uh... I, for some reason, I felt like there had to be a limit, like one sport, like I can't repeat a sport. Kinda. Even though there's some sports that have better movies than others, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, basketball. It's a lot of basketball. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll say my uh, soccer pick, which is also a foreign film, mm-hmm. Bend It Like Beckham. Bend It Like Beck. This is a 2002 picture from Gurinder Chadha, uh, starring a young Kira Knightley. I don't think I've ever enjoyed Kira Knightley more than I did in Bend It Like what? Beckham. What? Not in Pirates? Not in the first Pirates? She's good in Pirates. She's not as good as she was in Bend It Like Beckham, though. Mm-hmm. She's so free. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Par- Parminder <laughs> Nagra, and uh, it's uh, about a uh, daughter of a strict Indian couple in London, and uh, they don't want her to play soccer or seemingly uh, play at, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very strict upbringing, and it's uh, shedding that and, uh, you know, being able to play around with people her age and learning the team. There's a romance subplot that may have not aged well because it involves a coach Mm. but also like if this were made now her and Kira Knightley's character would definitely just be queer right but they didn't do that then because it's 2002 so I'm willing to not think about the coach romantic plot aspect of it and it's uh yeah I guess as as a not sports fan but definitely a, a heart fan I'm a fan of the heart I like movies that um, warm my heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Ben did like Beckham does. Okay, I've never uh, never watched that one. Oh, I remember it being like such a big thing, but like I never like watched it. Um, but nice. Uh, next, I am going to highlight Dodgeball because why not? A it's true a, underdog a story. A true underdog <laughs> story. Uh, very funny, great performances from Vince Vaughn, that popping up again, and Ben Stiller as as the 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 heel of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that movie. I watched that movie countless times. <laughs> countless. I don't know how many times I watched it. Mm. Um, it's just super funny and just like a great a great band of misfits movie. Yeah, I it's on HBO Max, which I have a free trial of right now, and I actually did go back to it to start watching it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what? It's just super fat phobic. Like most of the jokes are at the expense of fat people. Yeah, and but like understandably so because the a lot of it comes from uh, a Ben Stiller character. Who right. used to be fat and was like a gym maniac now, and like yeah. that's that's real life. There are people that are like that 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 were fat, got super fit, and just like are fat phobic. Right, that is a real issue. 
the movie okay, just the has movie, like that comedy. The movie doesn't handle the issue no, 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 at no, all. It, the no, movie it, is steeped in that issue. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't think it overcomes that by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I only watched the first 15 minutes of it before, <laughs> like, too many jokes just did not hit the same way they did when I was little and ignorant. Okay. But, yeah. It is a good cast. Yeah, it is a good cast. I enjoyed the opening credits and being like, oh, yeah, I forgot Stephen Root was in this, Mm -hmm. or Justin Long, and yeah. Yeah. Jason Bateman as the commentator. Mm -hmm. I remember that part being funny. Well, I don't have a dodgeball movie on my list, so I won't won't say my dodgeball pick. How many dodgeball dodgeball movies are there? (laughs) I'll go back to to last year for my, my last pick from 2019. Uh, Netflix movie, High Flying Bird. Mm-hmm. I had Jerry Maguire on my list. That's one of my... If we were doing favorite sports movies, that would be up there. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking if we're doing just highlighting sports movies, I want to highlight High Flying Bird as like the sports management mm-hmm. uh, movie. This was, uh, was directed by Steven Soderbergh, written by Terrell Alvin McCraney in his follow-up to Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Andre Holland, who I've been enjoying actually concurrently watching both the Eddie on Netflix and the old Cinemax show, the Nick. Mm-hmm. So I've been on a bit of an Andre Holland binge. Uh, he's really good in it as a lead. Zazie beats is in there too. Nice. A lot of good people. Um, it's just shot on an iPhone, which is interesting just for the, the visual stylings of the movie. And that also, it also works well with the, the themes of the movie, which is a pretty anti-establishment, just exploring the problems with the the business side of sports, and uh, much like a movie that I just said I wasn't going to mention, mm-hmm. he got game. It deals with how <laughs> uh, young players are exploited by the system mm-hmm. of sports associations. All right. Yeah, and I like movies that fight the system. Nice. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. It's a Netflix original, right? Netflix distributed it. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um next I'm gonna highlight D2. Because okay. uh it's uh a favorite of mine. It's I haven't a, seen either Mighty Duck movies. I know, but we, we need or to any get of you them. I don't even know how many to watch there are. It. We need to get you to watch it. D two and D three. Um you know but, what I'll but watch, not the first one. Not the you don't have to watch the first one. The first one's like meh. The second one is really, really, like, kick it up into, like, high gear. Um, and it's, like, it's, it's, it's reminiscence to, to Sandlot, um, with, uh, how it, like, plays out and, like, how it's about kids coming together. Uh, a lot of the kids in D2 aren't friends, like, like in Sandlot. But they all come together and they become this team of of ice skating ducks. And it's really cool to see. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than I just just love it. I just want to highlight it. And it was close to being picked over Sandlot. But Sandlot edged it out just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I'm saying that was a significant movie from my childhood. I'm yeah, glad, I think it's, I'm glad we're doing that. Yeah, it's a real significant movie for 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 a lot of people. I feel like it's definitely like defined a, a piece of our culture growing mm. up. Okay, for my final pick, 
I don't even know if it counts as a movie. Mm-hmm. It kind of. It was on HBO, and it's forty. It's only forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. But for highlighting stuff, I just need people to see this because it's the funniest shit. It's called Seven Days in Hell. It's about tennis. It stars oh, Andy yeah. Samberg and Kit Harrington of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones fame. Mm-hmm. It's a mockumentary, which I think is a, a genre befitting of a sports comedy. Definitely mm-hmm. like uh, takes the the thirty for thirty format. Which, for the record, I've never seen a 30 for 30. I'm just aware that that's a ESPN sports documentary series. <laughs> mm-hmm. I assume it's that format. And it uh, just, they inject a lot of ridiculous humor and asides. And it's uh, also star studded because of that kind of movie, they can just get anyone to do it. Mm-hmm. Talking head in one day. Um, it's about a tennis match that took seven days to complete. Um, and it is. Indubitably hilarious. Indubitably. Can I say my last one? Yeah. Okay. My last one is Creed. Watch mm. Creed. Go see Creed. Enjoy Creed. Uh, it is like the sixth installment or something like that in the Rocky franchise. Um, and it and the first one in the Creed franchise. Yes, the first one in the Creed franchise. And yeah, it takes. It takes a character, it takes a character's offspring from like the first three ones who passed, uh, Apollo, and it focuses on his son. And then his son is like, I want to be like my dad and, you know, wants to box and Rocky becomes his coach and he goes through this really cool journey of just being a kid that wants to do it because he felt like it's his legacy to Doing it because it's who he is and what he loves. And it's really great. It's a really great performance from Sylvester Stallone, who got an Oscar nomination for that movie. It's directed by Ryan Coogler. It stars Michael B. Jordan and also Tessa Thompson. It's really great in it as like this death music artist. And the music that they created for her is also like a highlight. She plays a deaf musician? She is on the verge of going deaf. Like, she oh. needs, like, a hearing aid. And without it, she can't really hear. That's, like, her thing. And by a certain age, she's not going to be able to hear. Hmm. Um, and, and it's interesting how they come together. And it takes place right here in Philly. Right. Yeah. Call the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've never seen any Rocky movie, so I don't know. Hmm. One day. Do you have any other sports movies you want to just... List off. Just throw out there. Were there some that were painful to keep off your list? Um, Miracle. Mm-hmm. Disney Miracle starring, um, goddamn, Kurt, no, not Kurt. I don't remember. It's Kurt Russell, right? Kurt Russell, yes. Kurt Russell. Uh, really good, uh, heartfelt hockey movie. I think I like, like, ice skating movies. Um, cause also I have, uh, I, I, Tanya, I, Tanya was on the outskirts of my list is also, uh, really good and powerful. It's like the opposite of love and basketball. Mm. <laughs> it's like the complete <laughs> opposite of love and basketball. Hate and figure skating. <laughs> yes. Hate and figure skating. <laughs> um, really, really solid performance from Margot Robbie really like set her up to, for the career that she has now. I mean, Yeah. I don't know. I forget who won the Oscar that year, but like, if she would have won that year, I, I would have been. It was Stone. It was Emma Stone. I'd have been like, "Yeah, you give it to her. That's fine." 
That's fine. She she deserved that scene where she's like in the mirror crying and she's like putting on her makeup, or when she's in the courtroom and they're like they're like giving their final judgment and she's just like, "This is all I have. This is what I do. You you can't take this away from me." She's just like really like pulls at your your. I know it was Olivia Coleman that year, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it all blends together. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought you were going to have cool runnings on your list, so I kept it off mine, but that movie's great. Yeah. Jamaican Bob Sud team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a whole episode on Bring It On, so I didn't feel like we needed to mention it, but right. uh, cheerleading is a sport, and it Bring It On sport. is a great sports movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moneyball's my, if we were doing favorite, that would be at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I find that movie fascinating, more about the science of the sport. Mm-hmm. Good performances by Brad Pitt, Phil Seymour quote, Hoffman, and Jonah Hill. I know you quote it, A League of Their Own, so I'm going to say A League right, of Their Own. Right, A League of Their Own. Well. Uh, Richard Linklater has some good baseball movies, too, mm-hmm. that aren't... I mean, I'm not talking about the Bad News Bear remake, though that's the one that's most concerned with baseball, but Dazed mm-hmm. and Confused and Everybody Wants Some are both mm-hmm. uh, centered around baseball teams, mm-hmm. more their hijinks than their ball playing. Mm-hmm. I like bad sports movies too. I like like Bench Warmers and Blades of Glory hmm. and Balls of Fury. <laughs> okay. I like those like really like silly comical uh, sports movies as well. Hmm. But yeah, that's all I have. All right. That's all I have. Lords of Dogtown is rad also. Oh, hella rad. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. I yeah. I begged my mom for that DVD. I don't know why. I was never uh, into skateboarding, but I, I saw that yeah. trailer and was just like, I don't want to see this. I have the DVD. Nice. If you ever want to watch it. Happy to. All right. Shall we get into the main feature? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's roll the trailer for The Sandlot. I know you're smart, and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! <laughs> the kid is a L7 weenie. My life is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. <laughs> They've got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bop grapples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! Something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. Got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, hold me, it's heavy! Now! Big doggy. 
20th Century Fox presents... Hey, guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. Ah! A lifetime of adventure. The Sandlot, a little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. The Sandlot is a 1993 American coming-of-age comedy co-written, directed, and narrated by David Mikey Evans, or Mickey. Um, which, uh, it's about uh, young kids playing baseball yeah. in the summer of 62. Mm-hmm. And it's become a cult film. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, I watched this when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Um, I definitely link this movie to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because it's very 60s. Like Very 60s. Well, it's the 90s idea of, of the 60s, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because very it, after school special very mm. leave it to beaver. Yeah. Very American. Yeah. Um but definitely uh some some of the moments in this movie are, are burned into my retinas. Yes, they definitely define my childhood. Uh after watching this movie, I definitely went out for baseball. Mm. Definitely played on a team. Didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Didn't last long. I played T-ball and uh I was the pitcher. That's that's the position in T-ball where the the kid that's the worst at the sport can do the least damage because yeah. <laughs> the ball is already on the tee. Right. <laughs> I um, I was like an outfielder, and also I was scared that the ball was going to hit me, so I was terrible. Oh, same. It was terrible. The fo- ball would come flying my way. I'd just be like, ah, like, like some of the like, some of those shots in this movie of the ball like in the air, like mm-hmm. coming right at the camera, like they mm-hmm. uh, definitely helped. Me visualize why balls are scary. <laughs> right, when Smalls gets a black eye. Right? Yeah, right. He catches the ball, still gets a black eye. Yeah, I was thinking about that the whole time I was out there on the field. <laughs> um, uh, my love of fireworks probably come because well, fireworks are great, but also because that great scene in this. Yeah, movie I definitely as well. liked the fireworks in this movie mm-hmm. growing up more than I liked the real fireworks I seen up to a certain age because I used to be very disturbed by the the noise of fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh like the the booming was wasn't was too much for me to enjoy the the visual delight. Mm-hmm. Uh so getting to see it in a movie, I I just got to be like, "Oh, these fireworks look cool." They look cool. <laughs> Light up the whole night sky. Um, and I mean, talk about influence. We can't talk about it without talking about that s'more scene. Mm. Um, because it never fails to make you want s'mores. How can you have s'more something you haven't even had? <laughs> right? How can I have s'more? S'more of what? Yeah, I think um, it's the, the greatest, uh, cinematic s'more. Yes. Can be found in the Sandlot. Yes, definitely. Uh, it shows you how to put it together. It just looks really good. Just like a, mm-hmm. a toasted marshmallow and some chocolate and cram cracker. Mmm. 
makes me want one right now. It's funny too because last night after we watched it, you went out and you got the makings I of needed, s'mores. I needed s'mores. And you made some s'mores. I can't watch that movie and not want s'mores. Tasty. I can never eat a bunch of them because s'mores are like so sweet. Yeah, no. But they are they're great. Yeah. They are a gift, yes. Best yes. over an open fire, but indoor s'mores can be good too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Sandlot begins. Some opening credits uh, appearing on screen while uh, an unknown man is walking through an empty stadium. Mm-hmm. Eventually, a uh, baseball stadium, eventually making it to the commentator booth. Mm-hmm. And uh, then begins to commentate. Yeah. Or comment. Set up the story that he's about to tell. Yeah, it's apparently th- this guy's big story of his childhood. We're, mm-hmm. we're apparently hearing from the, the grown-up uh, Scotty Smalls. Mm-hmm. Probably Scott now. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't know until I looked on Wikipedia that the narrator is the director. Oh, yeah? In in voice only, not the, the guy they show. But, okay. yeah, I don't know how I like that. I mean, he has a good voice for, like, mm-hmm. baseball commentator, but... Watching it, knowing this is the the guy that wrote the screenplay, the way he read some of the lines, it was yeah. I don't know. And then some of the the stuff that hasn't aged well in the movie stuck out more to me because it was coming directly from the writer director's mouth. Right. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a big boys will be boys movie. And yeah. If you like me, don't agree that boys will be boys, mm-hmm. or that they should be boys. Mm-hmm. That's simplifying it. There's problems with masculinity. I don't know if you know. Mm-hmm. And this movie relishes in all of that. Yeah, while keeping it innocent. Uh, so he he begins his story not about uh, him as a, as a young boy, but mm-hmm. about uh, the legend of Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. The night he pointed to the bleachers before hitting the ball directly where he pointed. Yeah. So, starts out with, with the big-time sports legend. The babe. And then he says... Because he's a big part of this movie. Yeah, he says that was the, the greatest achievement in sports or something. And the second greatest that I've seen in my life happened by uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez mm-hmm. in the summer of 62. Yeah. So then we go to see these kids. In 62. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it starts, uh, it starts with a baseball game. Right, pretty much, you just see Benny doing that this thing that he does throughout the movie, where he's in between bases mm-hmm. and they're they're playing like monkey in the middle, mm-hmm. but uh, he ends up winning, right? He ends up uh, getting home, and that's that's the first time we we see the kids. We don't we don't stay on them long before we no. go to uh, Scotty Smalls. You see Scotty Smalls moving in nearby on the cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. They are in San Fernando Valley, and uh, he's like like a little kid, yeah. like small in mm-hmm. stature. Yep. Uh, Fro. A weakling. Yeah, a loner. An L7 well. weenie. L L7 weenie. <laughs> he's a square. L7 square. <laughs> yeah, I love that 90s culture. It's like that, like uh, Sandlot and Clueless as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um... But yeah, he's the, he's the new kid, and he came in at the end of fifth grade, I want to say, and he wasn't able to really make friends. It was like the last two weeks of school. Yeah, he wasn't able to make friends for summer, so now mm-hmm. he doesn't have any friends, and he's outside by himself, and yeah. 
we do see Benny on his way back from that ball game mm-hmm. coming home, and we, we learn that he lives in the sack as well, in yeah. the cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we meet uh, Scotty's stepdad. Yeah, his Bill. new stepdad. Right. Mm-hmm. And they have very awkward interactions. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really know what to call him. He doesn't know whether to call him Bill or Dad or, 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 or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of just fumbles around with it, um, and his stepdad isn't is a man of his time. I want to say, right? He's not super interested. No, and uh, he's constantly busy with work. Right. He's he's the provider. He's a traveling salesman or something like that. He yeah. travels for work. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Scotty wants him to teach him how to play catch. Mm-hmm. And and Bill does agree to it, but it's like awkward. They don't really make a plan to play. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do, yeah, we'll do that. We'll get to it at some point. Uh, and that conversation takes place in Bill's like uh, trophy room, I guess. Study, study, mm-hmm. where he has a lot of sports memorabilia, mm-hmm. and the camera focuses with a close up on a baseball signed by Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. So next. Uh, Scotty goes out to the base. He follows the kids to yeah. the baseball field to mm-hmm. the sandlot. Yeah, and uh, it's like a secret getaway. It's like baseball paradise. Yeah, we learned from the narrator that uh, these kids don't keep score. They don't pick teams, yeah. and they never stop playing. Yeah, they just pick up right where they left off. Mm-hmm. They just keep going. It's a uh, for a uh, a game for eternity. You know. Um, there's something very endearing about that, and yeah, this uh, whole movie plays with like the idea of like nostalgia. Yes. And, like when you're a kid, you think you're going to be a kid forever. Forever. And when like, you're playing a game, forever. yeah, it can yeah. go on forever yeah. if you're not keeping score. But mm-hmm. uh, as us adults know, yeah, people grow up, things change. The game ends. The game ends sadly. Yeah. But uh, we still have this movie to turn on if we ever want to get back to that. Yeah. That, I don't know. They do it well. They do it really well. Um, so he wants to be the ninth man on the team, seeing that there's only eight of them, and, and it takes nine to complete a team. Um, he also knows that he does not have any skills, so he's like, hey, I'll be the ninth man and just sit on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, that's his, his plan. And he kind of just stands in the back by the gate. Uh, the gate, which is doing a little shimmy. There's some rustling. Right. Some growling. Some growling. There's something there. They want us to know that something is behind that gate. Mm-hmm. We, that fence. We don't know what it is yet. But it will come into play. Uh, Scotty can't. I mean, Bill never taught him, so he can't catch. He can't catch. Or throw a ball. And uh, the kids take note of that. And mm-hmm. as kids do, as boys do, they bully. They bully him. And... Uh, Laugh him off the field. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The the not only because yeah. Okay, so who hit it? Uh, Benny, right? Mm-hmm. Benny hit a fly ball his way and he misses it. He tries to go get it. The monster scares him off. He goes to throw it. It's the most terrible throw ever. Like even I laughed. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, they all laugh at him except for Benny. Mm-hmm. Benny uh, sees something else. Benny, Benny has the most empathy of any yeah. of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what Scotty do? He goes inside. Yeah, he and, goes back and home. plays with his erector set, which mm-hmm. is a very '60s toy. Seems like a pretty dangerous toy that kids these days would never be playing with. Yeah. 
Um, and he's like building like a, he built like a Rube Goldberg machine type of thing and ends up catapulting the little marble into his mom's face. Right. <laughs> so that initiates a pep talk from his mom about how she really wants him to spend time outside and make friends and get and in trouble, get into trouble, yeah, scrape your trouble. knees, not too much trouble, but you got to be a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he feels like a, a beanhead or mm-hmm. that's what he says, right? Beanhead. And she's like, with that attitude, that's all you'll be. Yeah. Right. If you keep thinking of yourself as only this thing, you'll only be that thing. Great mom advice. Yeah, she gets Bill to finally take him outside with the ball to teach him catch. Yeah, she kind of makes it happen. She Mm -hmm. pushes for it to happen because otherwise he was just going to brush him off and continue working. Yeah, so Bill throws the ball to him. He doesn't catch it. Then he runs and gets it, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't throw it. Yeah, he thinks about it. He's just like, oh, no, they laughed at me. I can't throw the ball. Mm -hmm. So he runs it back. Runs it back to Bill and says sorry, which was definitely me playing sports growing up. I apologize. My mom used, she had to teach me. She said, there's no sorry in sports. There's no sorry in sports. Because I would just apologize all the time. I felt mm-hmm. like I was holding up games and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smalls is such a relatable character. Right? Really relatable. Because everyone, even if you're the great athlete, mm-hmm. well, maybe not some great athletes, but for the most part, everyone's had to start somewhere. Yeah. You pick up the ball, you don't immediately know how to throw it or mm-hmm. catch it or hit it mm-hmm. or whatever the sport is. Kick it. Yeah. Shoot it. Slap it. <laughs> Sports. Sports. <clears throat> um, Bill g- tells him to keep the keep your eye on the ball. That's the big advice. Right. If the, if the ball moves, you move your glove. Mm-hmm. And as as we mentioned, he does end up catching it, but like the force of the ball hits his mitt mm-hmm. with the ball into his eye, and he gets a black eye. Mm-hmm. There's also the, the 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 gag that's really funny is because the first time where he missed the ball, he he uh, he ran it back right, mm-hmm. and then the second time he rolls it back right, <laughs> yeah, and his stepdad is just like, what? And then. That's when he actually keeps his eye on the ball, literally. Literally, yeah. Um, instead of ice, which his mom says he should get, Bill mm-hmm. gets him just a raw steak. A whole steak. And it's like not in a bag or anything. It's just raw meat. Hold it to hold it to your eye. Mm-hmm. Bill says do, keep it there for an hour. Me- that cannot be good. Medicine in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> uh you don't know how many times as a kid I was like, yo, just put a steak on, on, on my, uh, on my really? eye or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. No, I've never done it, but okay. it was just like that idea was implemented. Oh, ruin implemented your eye and head. ruin the steak. Right. And you're like, you know, just clean the steak off. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure they still ate that steak in like yeah. the reality right. of this world. Yeah. Uh, but Benny Rodriguez invites him to, to join the team and try out again. Yeah. Try out playing with them. And he's pretty persistent, too, because Smalls is like, nah, uh, I don't have a glove. And he was like, well, just take this one. Mm-hmm. He gives him another glove. And so he doesn't have an excuse anymore. Right. So now he's like, mom, I'm going to go play baseball. I'll be back. And off we go. Yeah, his um, his next attempt to, to fit in with the kids, I guess it's a little better, but it's still not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know who the great Bambino is, who I didn't. 
the first time I watched this, I didn't know who the great Bambino was. Maybe I didn't. I, the only Babe Ruth I knew was like the candy bar. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were great. I don't even think they make them anymore. Um, not around here. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a whole cast of characters, the, the, the gang, and Ham is like doing his impersonation of the great Bambino. Mm-hmm. No one can figure it out because he has like a a Slim Jim or something in his mouth. Yeah, Ham. That's uh, Hamilton Porter. Mm-hmm. They call him Ham. Mm-hmm. He's he's the big kid. Yeah, and the the kid with glasses is Squints. Mm-hmm. Ham was in a lot of uh, a lot of movies growing up. I remember him. Yeah, that that kid's good. Yeah, that kid's good. He was also in like a soccer movie, Green Greenfield or something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, was one of the kids. His because he doesn't wear glasses or isn't fat. They mm-hmm. Call him yeah, yeah because he says yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the kids is is repeat because he repeats one of like his brother. His brother is so funny. Um, there are two characters in Animal Crossing: Timmy, Timmy, and Tommy. Okay. And they pretty much do that. Like one one of them will say the whole thing and then the other one will like say the end of it. Mm. Like the very end of it. And it just reminded me of them. Uh ev- while Benny's introducing everyone in the gang, like when their name is said, they all spit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, great. They each spit when their name is called. Very baseball and it also shows their like lack of interest in him. Mm-hmm. Cause they like they saw him like mess up the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they put him in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball goes near him. He doesn't catch it. Yeah. He doesn't throw it. He does what worked oh. well the first time yeah. with Bill. He mm-hmm. runs it all the way back and from they the outfield. Can't believe they're like, "What is he doing? Like, what?" Their minds are blown at this point. And he's just like so innocent and sweet about it. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Benny takes him aside, yeah, away from the, the mean kids to give him some advice. Uh, they're they're all really impatient, all the other kids, because they have no time for smalls. Benny does though. He says, "Hey, just have fun. It's all about having fun, and just stick your arm out. I'll do the rest." Yeah, pretty much tells him that you think too much, mm-hmm. and in that moment, I can't relate to. To smalls because especially when you're trying something new and you want right. to be good at it, you want to be really good and you want to like impress people, <laughs> you overthink it. Yeah. And so sometimes you just need to get out of your head. And when you have your first success, it's like an uphill swing from there on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny hits the ball again towards mm-hmm. smalls. Mm-hmm. Smalls taking advice with his arm out, mm-hmm. catches it. Yeah. And throws it. And throws it. It's just like a full upswing. It's just like, wow, I caught it and now I can throw it. So things are looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I love everyone's reaction. It's like, all right, okay. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it the whole time. Right. I never doubted him. But a moment ago, they were just calling him a weenie. <laughs> Uh, and that scene ends with a uh, focus on, on the fence again with mm-hmm. more growling. And this time we see the silhouette, the shadow yeah. of this, this beast. Yes. Benny and Scotty, they walk home together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they make plans for tomorrow, and uh, Benny tells uh, Scotty to lose his hat. He yeah. has like a fisherman's hat on, right? Right. With this like really big brim. 
And uh, he gives him one of his hats. Mm-hmm. And uh, a very excited Scotty runs in home yelling, Mom, Mom, Mom. Like, he's going to tell he's gonna tell his mom yeah. about his day and how he made a bunch of new friends. And uh, then the next day, mm-hmm. more baseball, because that's what these kids do. Baseball every day. Uh, Ham hits a home run mm-hmm. into a backyard. I love it, because they were doubting him the whole time. Right. Um, but he does it and, uh, I he love does it. the point, right? Yeah. He does the point <laughs> and everything. Um, and the pitcher, uh, what's the kid's name? Gives him the heater. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knocks it out of the park. It's that home run and everyone hates him. Yeah. Because, uh, they just, they, that, there's the ball. There's mm-hmm. no more playing. Yeah. Kenny. They're on their way out, but, uh, Scotty doesn't see the problem. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, it's fine. I'll, I'll hop the fence. I'll grab it. Mm-hmm. But the boys have to run yeah, over they have to, to stop him. They have to stop beating on Ham. I love it. And he's like, he's just so, so like proud of himself. And everyone <laughs> is so upset with him. They're like smacking him with, uh, with their gloves and stuff. But yeah, they have to stop and they have to like, like pull, uh, Scotty down from like getting, like hopping over the fence because he has no idea what's over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they mention, we don't get the full story, but they mention that the beast lives there. Mm-hmm. So we can't go back there or else the beast will get him. Mm-hmm. We do get the the full story, I guess, that night. or Camp night. out! I love it. I yeah. just saw, like, when he, like, acts about it, you're just like, camp out. Like, right. this is, like, the perfect time. So yes. they go into a treehouse. Oh, treehouse culture. Yeah. Like, oh man, I wanted a treehouse so bad. Me too. Me too. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, and they make s'mores. Mm-hmm. That classic scene. In the in the treehouse. Do they have a fire in their treehouse? Mm-hmm. How are they cooking the s'mores? I can't recall. Because that seems irresponsible. Is it over a light? Maybe they had like a Bunsen burner or something. Maybe I don't, I don't think they had a fire in their treehouse, right? Because that's bad news. That's, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> um, it's it just a thought came because mm-hmm. I, I had s'mores treehouse. I was like, how does that happen? <laughs> uh, so we get the the s'mores line. It's like you have s'more of something. Yeah, break it down. The smalls doesn't know anything. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know who babe the babe is. He doesn't have any s'mores, nothing. He thinks the babe is a lady. Yeah, right. Uh, and Squints tells the story of the beast mm-hmm. with the classic holding the flashlight up to your face yeah. for the scary story mm-hmm. set up. And uh, I like I like what the camera does. It like has a slow close-up on Squints' face mm-hmm. as he starts the story. But then it, that dissolves and... Uh, we see the the reenactment of his story in a like very grainy black and white yeah. footage because it takes place before the 60s mm-hmm. um and even at times during the story we get like the overlay of squints glasses and his eyes like mm-hmm. it's just a haunting yeah if you're a kid watching the movie yeah it's the story of uh, of a junk dog mm-hmm. um that got too good at his job because he was killing everyone that came into the junkyard. Yeah, was, was Half-Baked uh, that, that scene where he tells the story about the dog, was that a, a riff on the Sandlot? Probably. 
Interesting. I can see that definitely. Yeah. Oh man. It has. It follows like the same beats, mm-hmm. and he was good at it. And he was good at it. Yeah. Uh, the kids' reading of this is so good, mm. and it's one of the. It, this movie is so f- like full of like memorable moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this is one of them when he's like telling this story, and he's like he's like two hundred no. 537 like he's like upping the numbers he's right. like making the numbers up and like it's very clear that he's like exaggerating this whole story and when he gets to the end of the story and he's just like he introduces the the the, the sheriff who is like his grandfather right so now his his bloodline is like now in like He's involved involved in the story. Yeah, the guy somehow. the guy has the same glasses. He has the same him. glasses on. <laughs> and so what happens is they end up locking up the dog forever. 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 Oh, it's like, yeah, that so <laughs> iconic. Like you gotta do the whole like the whole like mouth movement of forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh after this this great story, Smalls, who I believe has earned the name Smalls now. What's his last name? Oh yeah. Well yeah, they call him Smalls. Probably yeah, probably a baseball thing, right? Um He doesn't believe it. No. Still doesn't buy it. Um but they tell him like, go look over there. Mm-hmm. And uh he takes a peek. And he kind of scares himself. Right. He doesn't even see it or anything. There's like this smoke effect that goes goes on over there. But he doesn't see anything. kind of just scares himself. Mm-hmm. Which is what happens when you, after you hear a scary story about a murderous dog. Yeah, this movie contributed to my childhood fear of big dogs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Something I've since been able to get over. But it's interesting how the things you watch as a child can. Really, yeah, affect you. Yeah, lodge into your psyche. Then mm-hmm. um, they're back to baseball, but it's a really hot day. Yeah. Too hot for baseball. Everyone but Benny wants to call it quits for the day. Yeah, he'll play all day. Benny's real no serious about baseball. Weather, yeah. yeah. Um, but instead, they go to the pool. They mm-hmm. all agree to go to the pool. Um, uh, last week we did um. We did Point Break, and we were talking about just how underdeveloped all the like the crew members, like the other guys, right. were. And then this is the opposite, you know. In this one, is it? Yeah, I feel like we couldn't name all the characters. <laughs> I feel like for the most part, they are more developed. Like Squints gets the love interest, and yeah, this. there's not Smalls. Benny, Squints, Ham, and Smalls. You said yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he just says, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still, like, four others, though. There's Kenny and... Repeat. Repeat. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's there's they, a lot of them. I'm not yeah. saying they each need their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squints is definitely a memorable yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he has a, a big crush on the lifeguard, Wendy Peppercorn. Uh, Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn. Uh, lotioning, oiling, oiling, mm-hmm. lotioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He's tormented by by her. Yeah, by her beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all the there's a mention of like they've never seen a Playboy magazine, but going to the pool, they they imagine this is like as close as close as they would get to it. Mm-hmm. So it's very like centered on their gaze of uh, women mm-hmm. in the summertime. Uh, more than just a gaze, though, because Squints has a plan. Yeah, he's had enough. Enough is enough. There's only so much a man can take before he has to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squints can't swim, but he still goes off the diving board into the deep end. Yeah. That's all part of his plan. Mm-hmm. He drowns. He does. Wendy, the lifeguard, does her job. It's a very intense scene, too. Yeah, gets him out of the pool. Mm-hmm. He's not breathing. She's she, giving CPR. She administers. She does mouth to mouth. I don't think you can really call <laughs> legally. I don't think that's really. She's not doing any chest. No. Pumps. Yeah. 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 She's not. <laughs> she gives mouth to mouth. <laughs> she yeah. She administers mouth to mouth, and uh, all the all the guys are just like, "Hey, wake up! Come on! Come on! Wake up! Get up!" Yeah. And uh he does. He does. But um, he doesn't get up. He just opens his eyes and like winks. Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And then when she goes back to give mouth to mouth, he kisses yeah. her. He well, he grabs her head, mm-hmm. and holds it into his and mm-hmm. yeah, kisses and, and kisses her. Kisses yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And she is disgusted and drags his little behind calls out. Him, calls him a pervert, kicks yeah. all the boys out. Yeah, they all the got whole banned. Gang. Yep, banned from the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, harmless, not harmless, but definitely like a, a childhood thing, exploring mm-hmm. your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, she calls him the perverts and stuff. Okay, they get kicked out. There's consequences. There's consequences. What I don't like... On this watch is what happens afterwards, which is the narrator, an adult man, mm-hmm. who, as we know now, is the director and writer of this movie, mm-hmm. talks about how uh, uh, Squince's reputation was boosted. Yeah, and he became a legend. He becomes this huge legend. And then we get the shot of Wendy, like, waving at Squints mm-hmm. from outside the fence. Yeah. You know, like, she secretly liked it. Mm-hmm. Which... She did. In the movie, yeah. In the movie, she did. Yeah. I don't like th- that. You don't like that? <laughs> no, I like that she, I mean, he's a pervert. Mm-hmm. He, the movie calls it... was an it, act the of movie perversion. D- does two things. It calls it out, but then it doubles back on it. And it's just like... It's a boys will be boys It's thing. a boys will be boys thing. It acknowledges that boys will be boys and yeah. then doesn't see an issue in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also plays on that that sense of nostalgia of when you stole a kiss as a kid. Right. Right. right? Yeah. I don't want to like... The, the wave and then the thing in the end about them getting married and having nine children. Yeah. Come on. Bit heavy-handed. Come on. Just a bit. Um... I get, like, they kind of, like... It's when weird. I was little, I thought Squints was, was, was a rock star. Yeah, he was a man, right? Yeah. It's a great scene. I, uh... If I was showing this to children, I, I wouldn't do it without having a discussion afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even though everything in the movie says it is. Mm-hmm. Says maybe it's subversive, but still something to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. In both reputation and eventual love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's dicey. 
It's yeah. It's a it's a whole discussion. Yeah. Speaking of problematic, it's the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. The Fourth of <laughs> July. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the Fourth of July. Um, it's the one time of year where they get to play a night game because the the night sky is lit up by fireworks. Yeah. It was a really cool summer tradition. Yeah, it's a good sequence of, you see, like, all the children, the light from the fireworks reflecting off their faces, and the, really, uh, that whole sequence adds to the nostalgia. Yeah. The nostalgia of summer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when Benny hits, hits the ball into the outfield, and they all look up, they all get mesmerized by the Mm -hmm. fireworks, like, they're not even thinking about the ball anymore and it's just like this great narration of like uh, of uh of scotty being like um whenever we would get distracted and look up at the sky too much benny would pull us back in and say hey come on yeah and he said start playing for the, for the rest of us baseball is just a game but yeah. for benny it's a true passion yeah um it's another day mm-hmm. another day in the sandlot mm-hmm. and uh some new kids come riding in on their bikes and their their Letterman jackets. I wrote the preppy kids across the lake. Yeah, <laughs> this that's is such a, a, a trope. staple. Yeah, yeah. The 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 other kids because these kids are are a bit messy and they aren't on like I guess the town's baseball team and these kids are on the town's uh, right baseball team. Uh, Ham and one of the members of their team uh, go back and forth calling each other names. Yeah, until. Uh, eventually, the the straw, um, yeah. the straw is you throw like a girl. You play ball like a girl. Yeah, you play ball like a girl. And that's it. That's the line. That's you know what? Let's settle this. Let's play a game. So they finally set up a game, um, to play baseball the next day. Yep. And uh, they beat them. Our, yeah. our gang beats the other team. Yeah. I like that. It's not a sports movie that comes down to a the big game. Mm-hmm. We, we get the... I mean, this is the biggest game that we see in the mm. movie. It takes place, like, midway through the movie, and it's just like, yeah, we beat him. Yeah, we beat him. And it was great. It was great, yeah. Some great, like, big jazz music playing. Yeah, we get Ham. Ham is the pitcher. Or not the pitcher, the catcher. So he's, he's always trash-talking yeah. the batter. It's great, trying to distract them. Yeah. Always talking about the players' mothers or sisters, because... Boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, after they won, they they get to celebrate, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the fair is in town. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another big summer thing, the, mm-hmm. the carnival, yeah. amusement parks, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the, one of the guys, the tall kid, the tall the, lanky kid, the tall lanky. Kid. I don't know his name, but he 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 has chewing tobacco. Mm-hmm. And he's going to share it with his team. And they take some. Of course, uh, Scotty doesn't know what it is. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do with it. He says, mm-hmm. what do you, it's true. What do you do with that? And he says, you chew it. <laughs> uh, and then they... <laughs> it's funny. They get on the, the tilt-a-whirl and the roller coasters and um, get nauseous and vomit. And everywhere. It's a, on to, the, to the song Tequila. Mm-hmm. A, a fun sequence. Yeah, they got vomit everywhere, all over themselves and everyone else. 
Uh, next morning, mom is taking stepdad Bill off to Chicago, driving him to the airport. So he's going to be away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's now, the man of the house now. Yeah, and then so. right, of course, the stepdad has his little speech about how now that I'm gone, you're the man in the house because mm-hmm. of course the the other adult in the house isn't capable of being in charge. <clears throat> it's like it's like this is the 90s looking back it's like this guy's looking back on like some of this stuff and not questioning any of it mm-hmm. and it's all like it's all nostalgia there, there, right. he doesn't with, have to self-reflect with no criticism. On like because... even like a little bit with the tobacco he's like yeah we were silly we we did a stupid thing but mm-hmm. it's it it likes that he did that which fine if you have a bad experience with a drug and then you won't do drugs so there is a, a bit of an anti-drug message mm-hmm. But it's not critical of anything else no. that's in this movie. No, that's not what this is. But while it like holds up and like romanticizes the notions of the man of the house mm-hmm. and b- boys play sports, mm-hmm. not girls. Girls are weak. Mm-hmm. Stuff, well, I mean, stuff that because it's not mentioned critically in the movie, I feel should be criticized here. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. There we go. The narrator says that this is the day where uh, he got in the biggest pickle of his life. Yeah. And it started with an omen. The omen being, Benny hits their only baseball so hard that he knocks the cover off of it. Yeah, knocks the guts Just, out Like, of destroys the, the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Ball's no more. I so. remember being amazed, like, that's what the inside of a baseball looks like? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um... Just like string, stringy, yeah, just something, yeah, put together, yeah. Uh, so that that's their only ball, so they must be done. Yeah, right? they have to be done for they the can't day. Can't play anymore. Everyone's upset. Um, but Smalls has a great idea. He wants to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I can get a ball. I I know where I can get a ball, and so he uh, rushes home. And he gets a ball, but the ball that he gets is out of his uh, dad's study. Out of the trophy signed. room. It's the, yes, yeah, the autographed Babe Ruth ball. Yeah. But Scotty doesn't know that. He does. He still doesn't know He's, who babe, the Babe is. Yeah, he didn't ask the questions. He just said, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. But uh, no, he has no idea the significance of this ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he takes it to the gang and they play. Mm-hmm. And Scotty's up to bat, and he hits his first home run. Go Scotty, right? Go Scotty! It should be something to celebrate, shouldn't it? Right, he did it. Bit of a problem, though. Yeah. Because um, the home run, it went into the beast's yard. And as we know, any ball that goes over that fence, uh, it never comes back. It, it's never to be seen again. Yeah, it's kind of funny. All the the gang is so supportive of of Smalls for his uh, first home run. They're yeah. all celebrating. Meanwhile, yeah. he can't take in any of the enjoyment of that accomplishment because yeah. he's in a serious pickle. Yeah, he can't even run home to run run home to run to home base. He kind of just stays in outfield, and then they're just like, "What's wrong? Maybe the 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 shock of his first home run was too much for, for mm. him." But no, he breaks it down. Um, that it wasn't his ball, um, and that it was signed by someone. Someone, big. So, some Ruth? lady called Ruth, Ruth something. Ruth, Ruth, baby. Yeah, and they're like, Babe Ruth, the great the, Bambino, the Sultan of Salt. <laughs> they like, they are just like, how could you 
be so idiotic, man. Yeah. Like, that ball is worth more than your life. Mm-hmm. You're, you're dead. Like, you're dead meat. Yeah. Uh, so now they've they've got a mission. Yeah. Get that ball back. Get the the, ball the first back. the first thing they do is they all go go off and looking for bottles and stuff to uh, exchange the bottles for for coins mm-hmm. for some money to get ninety eight cents to buy a, another ball which they should have just done before Scotty volunteered his stepdad's ball. Yeah, it's another thing I'd include in the discussion with children. What mm-hmm. would you do differently? What would you do? Differently? <laughs> There's a lot. There's um, a lot. but yeah, they don't listen to squints. So they're they're able to pretty quickly get. The money together to buy a new ball. Mm-hmm. They they fake the signature. Yeah, and it's a decoy. Yeah, and p- put it up in uh in the study. Mm-hmm. And then they they begin their quest to retrieve the the authentic ball. Mm-hmm. Their first uh their first retrieval device is a is a broomstick. Mm-hmm. Uh oh wait, but before we get there, um, we learn. That the mother knows who's ba- who Babe Ruth is, right? Because when he returns the ball, mm-hmm. um, his mom talks about uh, Babe Ruth, and then we also learn this the like the real significance of the ball is that Bill got it from his dad, and that maybe one day he'll give it to to Smalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the pressure is even on is is like the pressure is on even more. Than just it being a sign ball from uh, Mr. Ruth. Yeah. Uh, the beast tears up that broomstick. Yeah. No match for the beast. Mm-hmm. They pull it back. It's all uh, broken up and slobbered all over. Yeah. Squints, of course, he's the one doing recon. He's they somehow made a periscope out of like a Wheaties, Wheaties box and like a yeah a paper tower roll. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did that. Just a bunch of cereal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that doesn't work. So their their next uh their next method is with the uh, pieces from the erector set. Mm-hmm. They have like a a pot taped on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to like get the ball inside the pot and then drag it back. But the beast wrecks that too. Yeah, it always it goes flying in a, too in a game of tug of war, which is mm-hmm. funny. Right. Like, yeah, because the dog it just seems like. The dog is just playing, right. but they don't know that. Mm-hmm. They're to them, they're being attacked. Yeah, yeah, and they can't get the ball. And you get the slow motion shot of the the rector set pieces all crumpled up and being tossed back over the fence. Yeah. Very far too, very far throw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, then the vacuums. Yeah, the, they start okay. to get more elaborate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, three vacuums mm-hmm. with very, very, very long tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna suck the ball up. That's yeah, they doing. have a whole thing like uh, initiating retrieval suction one, initiate retrieval retrieval suction two, mm-hmm. initiate retrieval suction three. But it it overpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beast like steps on the hose. Yeah. So it pinches it. Yeah. So the vacuums explode. Yeah, it's just it's like great, a bomb going off. Yeah, it's this great scene of them like evacuating the treehouse. Yeah, a couple a couple kids just jumping they out just of the jump tree right house. off. Yeah. They they slide down the pole. Some of them go down the the, the ladder and uh there's one kid left behind. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's Smalls. Actually no it's Repeat's brother. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Pete. Pete. Yeah it's Pete. 
and he is covered in dust. Yeah. And he has this, like, very, like, serious revelation where he's just like, ah, we, uh, uh, we failed and I'm disappointed in myself because <laughs> I, I know what we must do now. An airstrike must be done. Yeah. So, yeah. so now they rig up a whole rope and pulley system. Yeah. They're able to drop one of the kids in like Mission Impossible style from yeah. above. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being the uh, the lightest and the smallest mm-hmm. in the bunch is is the one that has the job of yeah. retrieving. Yeah, and they the ball. get they get him low enough. He gets the ball in hand. Yeah, every time, every time they they are able to like grab the ball, mm-hmm. but then the beast comes out and is able to get it back, and. Uh, it, Barely, they're able to get yeah yeah out of there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he drops the ball. Yeah, he which drops it. Th- once you get the ball, throw it over. Yeah, then we'll deal with you. Mm-hmm. The ball is the important thing. No, he freaks out. Uh, <laughs> he does that. Yeah, right. Thing. Yeah. Um. Now they go even bigger with the erector set. Right. It's science versus nature at this point. Yeah, they they build like a whole like robot, like a it reminds me of like the lunar buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a little cart that has a catapult on the end that mm-hmm. they'll get it down the ramp into the backyard. They have mm-hmm. the remote control mm-hmm. for the wheels. It'll catapult the ball back, mm-hmm. but that doesn't work. And it's the same thing with the erector set before the beast ends up crumpling it and throwing it in slow motion actually over the fence. Yeah, actually that happens, but um, they are able to, like, toss the ball. And there's that moment where they think uh, they think it's going to go over the fence. Right. But then you just see the beast just fetch, <laughs> play yeah. fetch, yeah, <laughs> and, like, grabs it out of the air and uh, just dash all their hopes away. And they're exhausted Yeah. after that. And Smalls is, thinks his life is over. Yeah. And they they give give up for the day. It's mm-hmm. dark. They gotta go home. And uh no hope. No hope. But Benny Rodriguez is visited in his sleep. Yeah. By, by the great man The spirit of Babe Ruth. Yeah. Who appears in grainy black and white like footage, kind yeah. of in cool effects. And then comes into color. Right. Yeah. It says if he's uh coming from the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even remember what he says. Me neither. I just know like it the just says you got to get the ball. Yeah, you got to get you'll the ball. Be a legend for it. Yeah, pretty much. Just pretty much being like you know, you know how fast you are. You know how quick you are. You know that you can go over there and get it. Yeah, I was distracted that day. scene because the guy that plays Babe Ruth looks like he could be a member of the yeah. Baldwin family. Mm-hmm. He's not, but he has that facial structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has the Baldwin look. Yeah. Um so yeah, he pretty much tells Benny like you can do it. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself, you can get the ball and then this can be over. On his way out, he takes a Hank Aaron card. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the significance of it until I looked it up. Hank Aaron was a African American player who was in the Negro League and then made it to the major league. And he was the first one to break uh, the great brand Bino's home run record. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure Hank Aaron's record has been broken. Yeah. And, you know, that 
that record has been broken, broken, broken. Um, but and, with a lot of asterisks, yes, yeah. asterisks um, next to them. But yeah, the Bambino takes the card. He's just like, yeah, this is that kid. That be my record. I don't think he acknowledges that, and I, and I don't no, think no, he Hank, doesn't say I don't it, think Hank Aaron bro- breaks the record before '62. Okay, I think the joke is, I don't know why, but I want this because okay. it'll end up being worth okay something. Uh, then he gets PF flyers, the best new shoes. Yeah, to get the close up on his feet, putting on these shoes, these will help him run faster than he's ever ran before. Mm-hmm. If this was a basketball movie, it'd be the sneakers with the pump. Oh yeah, yeah, I wanted some of those too. <laughs> Did those work? I don't know. I don't think I ever had a pair of those. Maybe I did. I can't re- can't remember. I don't think they worked. Also, I didn't play sports. So. <laughs> also. So, Benny's got the shoes. Mm-hmm. He's got the the gumption. Yeah, he's got, he's he's he, he has the mindset to do it. And 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 the gang, they're trying to talk him out of it like, "Hey, you don't have to do this. Like, you'll be killed." <laughs> you know, you'll die right. if you go with that fence. <laughs> he's just like, "No, I can do it. I can get it." And so he just does it. He goes over the fence mm-hmm. and he um it's like the recreation of the first scene we saw with Benny in between the two bases mm-hmm. with him and uh the beast having like the standoff with the ball in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's not sure if he's going to go for it, but he eventually uh gets the ball. And this is the first time we get to see the the actual beast is just the dog. Yeah, it's an English mastiff. Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, it's been like puppet work. I want to say, like, yeah, like, like a giant. You just see yeah, like the giant, giant hands. Yeah, giant or puppet paw. or like this giant dog head. But yeah. now it's a real dog, mm-hmm. and it's just the dog. Yeah, you get the the like the western like whistle standoff music. Yeah, it's a standoff. It's a standoff. Uh, but Benny gets it. He gets the ball. Mm-hmm. And he's getting over the fence, mm-hmm. but, but the beast breaks his chain yeah. and also gets over the fence. Right. It's this great moment of when Benny gets over the fence and they're all like congratulating yeah, him. Yeah, right. But we know, we just saw that the chain broke. And so Benny looks over and he's just like, oh shit. And, and now he has to run. Mm-hmm. The dog is after him. Now we get a big chase scene all the way through town. Mm-hmm. Uh through a movie theater yeah a movie theater that's playing uh the werewolf the the werewolf man they're talking about silver bullets yeah yeah. they're talking about yeah they're talking about werewolf so it's just a movie about a a beast a beast right uh chase through that the beast ends up going through the screen Mm -hmm. really scaring the audience members it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. uh it's the founder's day parade of of uh san where are they san fernando valley Mm -hmm. um so there's like a whole picnic and cook it like the whole block party pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. that uh, Benny and the Beast run through and yeah. destroy everything. Yeah. I loved this gag as a kid because I also have oh, it yeah, in yeah. Billy Madison. Anytime someone on stilts falls over, mm-hmm. ugh, so good. <laughs> That's all I wanted to see when I was if someone was on stilts, all I wanted to see was them fall, fall over. In Billy Madison, the clown like is bleeding and shit. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man! Also, oh. the the cake ends up getting destroyed and getting all over. I, the I thought that's what we were gonna talk about, like the no. flying cake gag. I love the I like, love the guy on stilts falls thing of like a cake going up into right. the air and falling on everyone. Stilts are funnier to me because, like, I always thought you had to be uh, pretty silly to 
go up that high. It's right. uh, going against God's plan. <laughs> Men aren't supposed to be that high up in the sky. Right. So when they fall, it's a bit of a comeuppance or a come come downance. Come downance. Because they're falling down. Okay. So yeah, chase, chase all the way through town. Back we, to uh, the sandlot. Yeah, the gang ends up meeting up with them, and Benny's like, meet me at the sandlot. Go, mm-hmm. go. And they all get there, except for Benny mm-hmm. and the Beast. There's like a moment of panic where they're like, where is he? Right. He said to meet him here. But then you see him appear like in the off the horizon yeah and you get the hero music yeah and it starts like you start to get that slow motion run and the dog is closing in and you can see how exhausted benny is and he's just mm-hmm. pushing himself and the, and the beast takes a bite out of his baseball yes. jersey, and he's he's it's nearing death and he <laughs> hops over the fence and the dog hops over the fence and no, the dog doesn't. The dog tries to crash through the fence. Right. But the fence comes down. The fence falls on the dog. Yeah. And then that's when they realize it's just a dog. Yeah, you and hear the, the dog, dog is, whimpering. Yeah, the dog is hurt now. Mm-hmm. So Smalls immediately goes over and tries to lift the gate. Um, and the only person that helps him is Benny. Yeah, he can't lift it himself. He asks the gang for help. The only one that helps is Benny because... As we know, Smalls and Benny are the only two people in this gang that have any empathy. <laughs> yeah. um, so they also, free the dog. They're probably scared of the dog. They probably still believe in that. Right. That tale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, empathy can help people. Empathy and, and education can help people quell their their mm-hmm. fears that are stopping them from being good people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a message to everyone out there. Uh, so yeah, they they save the beast, and the beast licks small. There's like yeah, this this moment where mm-hmm. like the dog is like looking at him on like the side of his face. And yep. Small doesn't want to move. He's scared, and then it just licks him on the face. Yeah, the dog is is grateful for having its life saved, yeah. and ends up uh, leading Scotty and Benny to like his whole cache of baseballs that yeah. he's collected over the years. Mm-hmm. Just a, a giant stash. Yeah. Um, and then the real life Myrtle comes out. Mr. It's Myrtle. Not the guy in the flashback. No, it's uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah. He uh, is Hercules' owner. Hercules, we find out. The His dog name. isn't actually named the Beast. Yeah, it's Hercules. Um, and he he's a blind man. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't really know why, but he is. <laughs> I guess for the story, I don't know. I don't really know why. What does it do for the story? Well, I mean, his story is that he used to be a baseball player. Oh, right. right? Um, so when so he invites them in. Um, he only invites um, Benny and and Smalls in, mm-hmm. and they they have a conversation with him, um, and he tells them his story of uh, how he used to be friends with with the babe. Um, he used to play baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't go to the major league, or he was about to go major. He was struck by a baseball. Yeah, he was struck in the head, and then he went he went blind, yeah. so he couldn't play anymore. Right. Um, but he's so been living... Tragic backstory? Yeah. Yeah, tragic backstory. <laughs> For a small character. <laughs> For a small character. Um, and it kind of leads them to... Well, it leads him to making a trade, 
uh, a trade for the chewed up Babe Ruth ball for um, a baseball that's signed by the whole team. The whole, yeah, the 1927 Yankees. Mm-hmm. The entire team signed this one. Because, yeah, they, they get the Bills signed Babe Ruth ball back, but mm-hmm. the Beast, or Hercules, mm-hmm. already chewed it all up. Like, it's... You, you can't just put that back in, in Bill's trophy room and expect yeah. him to not notice. Exactly. But he upgrades. Uh, he upgrades. And uh, they also agree to, to, to like, visit him mm-hmm. more and, like, just talk baseball you have to, with you him. You have to come once a week and talk baseball with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a, he's a lonely old blind man with a yeah. dog. Yeah. Um, Scotty gives the ball to Bill. I guess it, like... It it just changes his whole character from what we thought he was. Oh, the blindness. Yeah, the blindness, and just him also being like a, a black man, and also being a baseball player. He could have just been a, a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. No, yeah. it's a fictional person. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It can be a blind character. Uh, James Earl Jones' performance of a blind man isn't the best. <laughs> They're like standing in the room, and it's mm-hmm. James Earl Jones looks like he's like looking for them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the way he's moving his head around. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bill is disappointed that he doesn't have his ball back, but is happy to have the the better ball. Yeah, the better ball. <laughs> um, and their their relationship improves. Yeah, he grounds him for like a week. Yeah, only a week. Mm-hmm. He thought his whole life was over, but mm-hmm. it's just a week. Yeah. And they uh they play catch. Yeah. And successfully. Yeah, he's able to throw the ball. Um and Bill is like, Oh, that one actually hurt my hand. Yeah. Um then we got the, the epilogue. Mm-hmm. I didn't get down everyone's thing I didn't get down any of them. Because there's not, like we said, there's a lot of characters and a lot of stuff. But the the way it's filmed is, like, it's of the kids playing ball, and once we get to one of the kids where the narrator tells us what became of them, mm-hmm. they fade. Yeah, they it's, fade away. It's like a, a Goosebumps moment, because it's like all the kids you played with in your childhood probably still aren't in your life. Yeah, they um, all, you, you all separate, and mm-hmm, you don't talk to up. each other as much, and some people disappear, like uh, Bretman. Yeah, one like, one of them says he got really into the '60s, and yeah, no one's seen him since. No one's seen him since. Uh, uh, Squints, we mentioned, married the lifeguard and had an absurd amount of kids mm-hmm. with her, which uh, is just a sex. It's just a sex joke, right? What that they had nine kids? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's just like yeah, and they really liked fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, big families were a thing though. Ham, yeah, Ham becomes a wrestler under the name The Great Hambino. Uh-huh. Uh, Kenny opens up, uh, what does he open up? Like, I don't uh, know, that's all I had. He opens up, I don't, I, f- I forget, something, he opens up, he doesn't go to the major league. Like, he's really close, but he doesn't, and then he opens up a shop with his son called The Heaters. Mm-hmm. He, um, like, teaches his kids, little, he coaches his kids baseball yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, And the, the brothers repeat and Pete. Um, they open up furniture, a furniture store. Yeah, they open up like a furniture store and become like millionaires. They become millionaires. Uh, And Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah, he becomes Benny the Jet. He becomes the Jet because of how fast he was, like a jet, Mm -hmm. while being chased by Hercules. Mm -hmm. 
And he goes on to play for the Dodgers. Yeah, he goes Major League. And Scotty becomes a commentator. Yeah. And so those two characters are able to stay into uh, each other's life into uh, adulthood. Yeah, Scotty uh, commentates on his friends' games. Yeah. Uh, we got we got a scene of grown-up Benny the Jet uh, doing that thing, playing against the Giants. Yeah, doing that thing. He steals home. Yeah. Going, like stuck in the middle. Yeah. Celebrating his victory, the two share a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Such a... Uh, yeah, two thumbs up movies in uh, two days. Yeah, that's the theme. Thumb, thumbs up movies. It was very 90s culture. They'd be um, like, thumbs summer. up. Theme summer. <laughs> thumbs in the summer. And that is The Sandlot. That is The Sandlot. Cult classic. Yeah. It's weird that a, a kid's movie is a cult classic. Most of the time when I think of cult classic, I think of, like, adult movies. I don't know. Obscure, obscure movies. I feel maybe, like there's a lot um, of kids. Violent movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is, like, midnight no, movie cult no, classic is, type of thing. This is an early morning movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a summer. Summer. Summer movie, show your kids, but mm-hmm. also maybe have a critical discussion about the content. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It could be worse. It could be worse. I'm not excusing it. It but has been worse. Yeah. There, I I haven't seen either of the sequels. Apparently there are two. I haven't. And it was the first sequel was made, Sandlot 2 was made 12 years after. Yeah, the it was original. a long time, like early 2000s. I th- Believe the central figure is a girl, so there's some progression. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just attached to this group, yeah. so if it was a sequel, I wanted to see them. But right. this story wraps up. This, like, the real star is is the lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same lot. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Mm. You? Um. No, I don't. I think we said it all. Oh, I like uh, with the music. Anytime there's like they're in trouble or something, I like this one music cue they have with the banjo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like somehow that's like the you're in trouble music, like mm-hmm. the the twang, mm-hmm. the wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, is the Sandlot a movie or a film? The Sandlot. Is a movie. And I agree. Great. I was gonna present my PowerPoint to you why it was a movie. Okay. But I don't need to. Okay. Yeah, it's um I feel like most kids cinema falls in the movie category. Yeah. It's safe to say, for the most part. Though I guess I said Wally was a film. I guess some Pixar stuff can transcend mm-hmm. and some other stuff. I've been watching a lot of, not a lot, actually, only two so far, Studio Ghibli films. Mm-hmm. And I call them films. So, those are for kids. Um, but The Sandlot's a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a good one. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. We, I think we said it all. And uh, thank you for being critical of it and bring, yeah. like saying that stuff because when I was watching it I was just like yeah like that stuff doesn't uh, age well no but I also understand the whole like 
theme of nostalgia and mm-hmm. just being like telling your like telling your story and not being critical of yourself or of your friends of that time. Mm-hmm. So, but is it it is important that we are critical of it? Yeah, yeah. Next week we hinted a little bit, but I'll just say. As a clue, because he has a couple summer movies. We're doing yeah. a, a big Spike Lee episode. Yeah, Spike Baby. Uh, the The Five Bloods is out now. Not of the time of this recording, but of the time of the, yeah, that you're yeah. hearing this recording. Mm-hmm. It will be out. So we're going to watch that and talk about it a little bit. And mm-hmm. then uh, talk in depth about one of Spike Lee's summer joints. Yeah. He has, he has a handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got to watch... Uh, Girl Six and what's the other one? Inside Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched anything, so. Right. Yeah. I'll make time for that. At Movie Film Pod is where we can be found on social. Mm-hmm. If you want to email us, moviefilmpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. is the way to do that. Mm-hmm. Rate, review, subscribe, comment, like. Go play. Have fun. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Okay. Do that. Yeah, yeah. We have... Uh, I want to say something special com- coming up in the works for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. keep keep an eye on, on our YouTube. Cool. At, we're Movie Film Pod there? We are Movie Movie Film Film. Okay. YouTube.com slash Movie Movie Film Film. Yes. We are the whole, the whole name. All right. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Movie Movie. Film. Film. Get me a... I don't know the words. God damn it. I tried. What song was that supposed to be? <laughs> I don't care if they ever come back. Oh. It's called Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Take me out to One, the ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out in the old.